0: Hello, welcome to this Thursday afternoon slash evening episode of the Locked on Penguins podcast. I'm your host, Hunter Hodes. Follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter at LO underscore Penguins. So for this entire show, everyone, um, we're just going to do a bunch of free agency stuff. Happy free agency frenzy eve to all. It all opens up at 12 p.m. tomorrow, Eastern Time on a lovely Friday. I hope to be off work at that point so I can just be live twinning it like I normally do. If I'm not off work at 12 o'clock, I'll probably get off at like 1230 or 1 o'clock or something like that. But I'm really, really hoping so. But we'll have another episode tomorrow after the Penguins make their moves. Honestly, well, if they do make their moves. So I think they may wait a couple days to do something because they want to find some bargains, but still not really sure. Well, like I said, today we're just going to do a whole big free agency preview for the Penguins, what what players they could go after, what players they shouldn't go after. And just a few minutes ago, Josh Healy and Rob Rossi posted an article on The Athletic, basically just detailing what they're hearing with the Penguins free agency. And yes, it includes Marc-Andre Fleury. Yes, we're going to talk about this on this episode today, so stay tuned for that. Let's get all into it. So earlier today, I posted on the Locked On Penguins account and on my account, just you know, what players you guys would want the Penguins to target in free agency. Got a couple responses to it, you know, gonna read some names um, from that. So I'm just trying to find the tweet right now, just because you guys, I'm just a total moron. So here we go. So J32600 says Stetcher, Hinostroza, Duclair, and Benning. So we'll just start, uh, we'll just start on Stetcher. Stetcher was not qualified by the Vancouver Canucks yesterday, so he's going to be hitting the UFA market. He's a right handed shot, so, you know, the Penguins definitely have a need for that unless they don't want Chad Ruedel just being the number six defenseman. And, you know, when you look at his skater chart, you know, you look at what he did last season five goals, 16 points. Um, His cap hit was around 2.3 million. I think, honestly, he might take a little bit of a discount to come to Pittsburgh. I mean, he ranks in the 79th percentile for his skater score, his points, he ranks in the 70th percentile, goals, 82nd percentile, second assists, 77 percentile shots, uh, expected shots, assists, I mean, shooting percentage were all in the blue. I mean, defensively, eh, he's okay, but he brings offense, which is good. He can move the puck pretty efficiently. I think he played mostly on Vancouver's bottom pairing last season, if I'm not mistaken. I mean, the season before that in Vancouver, two goals, 23 points in 78 games. His, his possession, he's hovered around kind of 50% for his career, but still, I mean, him and Matheson together, I think would be fine. He's 26 years old, so, sign him to a couple year term, you don't really need to give him a three to four year term for three to four million dollars, that would just be absolutely ridiculous, I think, in my opinion. And like I said, Rutherford said yesterday, after the, um, his draft media press conference, yeah, we want to find a player that slips through the cracks a little bit. We got a lot of players yesterday that didn't get a qualifying offer. Those are the kind of players that we're probably going to be going after in free agency. This one qualifies. He's still young enough. He's in his peak years. He gives you good bottom pairing production. He can move the puck up the ice, like I said. He can probably maybe be on the second power play unit if John Marino gets hurt or something, or he can put him on the PK or something like that. But his shot share is good. His shot's four in the 67th percentile. He's definitely a defenseman that I would go after if I were Jim Rutherford and if they do want to get a replacement for Chad Ruido. I'm another player on this list, Vinny Henestrosa. That's someone that Jeff was talking about from Penn's blog, who I, I agreed with. I think he would be a good fit here. I know he's listed as a center, but honestly, you can just move him to wing. I really don't see a problem with that. Or, you know, as other people would suggest, you move Jared McCann to wing. I'm not really too interested in that. You need to just give Jared McCann a full season's workload of being the third line center. That is the reason why they acquired him in the first place. You've read from Jim Rutherford's comments oh yeah we got him to be our long term third line center but he hasn't really played there for a long period of time lately. You just have to put him there and see how he does for a full season. Give him some competent line mates. I think Henestrosa can bounce back from that last poor season that he had. Like I said his shooting percentage dropped to below 4%. Had five goals this past season. The last season before that he had 16 goals and almost 40 points in a bottom six role with the Coyotes. He would probably become very cheap. also did not get a qualifying offer get him to a one to two year term I think Jim Rutherford would be very interested in doing that so those are two good options um this one's probably a pipe dream from Jason Anthony Duclair he would be a rock solid addition to Eve Penguin's bottom six but is that going to happen to everyone no I mean he was a 20 goal scorer this past season he was honestly on pace for 30 goals So, I think during the end of the season he had like two goals in his last 20 games or something like that got off to a really really hot start and then it just seemed to fade as the season went on he's going to get a substantial raise i would think i mean ottawa pierre dorian the general manager of the senators even said yesterday they tried to give him a raise from his current contract he declined it I think a team is probably going to overpay for him. I would if I were the Penguins, I'd maybe stay away from that. But if you can get him on like a cheap deal, because we all know how bad the Penguins salary cap situation is, then you do it. But you know, I think Duclair is gonna be looking for some term here and a good uh maybe four to five million per year, especially with the season he just had. You know, he's probably not going to be a penguin. Let's just say that. Um the last option for him, Matt Benning. I would be fine with that. I think his underlying numbers are not bad. He's still He's in his mid-20s, so he's still in his peak years. Had I know only eight points last season, but 1.9 million against the cap. He was not qualified by the Edmonton Oilers, but still 65th percentile in points and first assists. He's in the 93rd percentile. Expected goal share, 62nd percentile. These are all according to um the skater charts from Bill Coma, who does outstanding work. Um, his shot share in the 65th percentile, shots against 90th percentile, so he's good defensively. His expected goals against is in the 88th percentile. Um, he's had bad quality of teammates, but this is a guy, he can move the puck. He's also not bad defensively. If you get one of him or Stetcher tomorrow, I think your third pairing would be that much better if you can get one of them for cheap, especially. You can run Matheson, Stetcher, Matheson, Brenning. That's a perfectly adequate third pairing, and it's not going to hurt you nearly as bad as Jack Johnson and Justin Schultz did. Well, God willing, at least, folks. So, I mean, all four of those options are outstanding, and I think three of them have a potential chance of happening. I just really don't see them going after Anthony Duclair. Uh, Jordan Parrish, Jordan J. Parrish, He follows the show, thank you for uh, also tweeting to me. Alexander Wenberg was one of his choices. Honestly, man, I'm going to pass on Wenberg. I mean, he was bought out for a reason. He hasn't been good at all since that 2016 17 season with the Blue Jackets, where he had 13 goals and 59 points in 80 games. Uh, in 2017 18, eight goals, 35 points. Season after that, two goals, 25 points. And then this past season, five goals, 22 points. I mean, his possession's gone down every single year. This past year was 49%. The year before that, 50%. And I just, I really don't see the need to bring in Alexander Renberg. I know he's a center, but I'd much rather roll with Jared McCann in that role rather than bringing in Alexander Weber, who's going to be getting a lot of money from the Blue Jackets anyway. I know he would probably come cheap and want a fresh start, but I'm just really not that interested in getting Wenberg to come to this team. I'd be a little disappointed if Jim went out and got Wenberg. I just really don't think he's that good of a player anymore. And then his last option, I think it's Derek Forbert is who he said, who just um, had... Well, he only really played 20 games this past season had one point. He's been a just kind of a depth player for the LA Kings. Most of his career, I mean, the most uh, goals he's had in the season is two. But, I mean, he's a defenseman, so um, whatever. He's 28 years old, but, I mean, he's also a left-shot defenseman. I really don't think the Penguins are going to be going out and getting a left shot, especially when they have Brian Dumoulin. Marcus Pedersen and Mike Matheson playing on the left side, I really don't think they would want Forbert playing on his offside. They would be more comfortable having Chad Weedle there. So I would kind of pass on those two options, Jordan. Thank you so much for uh, bringing up those players. I just don't think there's a fit for them here with the Penguins. But coming up on this next segment, uh, we're going to dive into the article that Josh O' and Rob Rossi just wrote for The Athletic, touch on some things in it, including the Marc Andre Flores stuff. But before we do get to that, we have a couple things to get to. And the first one is Roman. Talking about erectile dysfunction isn't easy. You, usually we just brush it off or blame ourselves saying things like I lost my mojo or we'll avoid it altogether with excuses like I had a long day at work or sorry honey I'm just not feeling it but with Roman it is easy to talk about it with a real healthcare professional who can prescribe real medication it's simple safe and totally discreet with Roman you can get a free online evaluation ongoing care for ED all for the comfort and privacy of your home a healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan if medication is appropriate Roman will ship it to you with free two-day shipping getting started is very simple you can just go to getroman.com and complete an online visit you can go to getroman.com slash locked on NHL today if approved you'll get $15 off your first order of ED treatment that's getroman.com slash locked on NHL one more time guys getroman.com slash locked on NHL and we also can't forget about DoorDash between never ending laundry cycles and incoming emails you've got plenty on your to-do list give yourself one less thing to worry about and let DoorDash take care of your next meal it's the app that brings your food you're craving right now right to your door ordering is very very easy you can open the DoorDash app choose what you want to eat and your food will be left safely outside your door with the new contactless delivery drop-off setting the deliveries are now contact list to keep communities we operate in safe right now you guys can get $5 off and zero delivery fees on your first order of $15 a more when you download the DoorDash app and enter code LOCKEDONNHL, that's $5 off and zero delivery fees on your first order. When you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code LOCKEDONNHL, don't forget guys, that's code LOCKEDONNHL for $5 off your first order with DoorDash. Okay, so let's just dive into this article from The Athletic here with Shoshio and Rob Rossi. They did a really good job with this. Uh, basically, just they wrote a whole summary of what they're hearing for the Penguins going to their free agency tomorrow. I've been seeing, you know, this, there's other teams that have already been wrote with their beat writers. I think Michael Russo did a good one with the Wild. Saw Arthur Staple did one with the New York Islanders, so now it's the Penguins' turn. Um, I'm not going to talk about everything in here. I just wanted to bring up a couple points. Um, The first, now we're just going to get into the Flurry stuff. The Penguins are paying close attention to Mark Andre Flurry's situation with Vegas. Bringing Flurry back to Pittsburgh for next season has not been flatly dismissed within the organization, said a league source who has spoken to Rutherford, though still viewed by both sides as unlikely. There are several reasons why a Penguins Flurry reunion isn't out of the question. So, um, before we get into those reasons, I'm just going to say this say no, I really am not interested in bringing back Marc-Andre Fleury. I know it would please a lot of the people that started following the team in 2004, 2005. Yes, I, that was when I really, really got into this team, though I was kind of following them before that, but I'm just not interested. Let the past die. You don't need to bring Marc-Andre Fleury back as a second option backup to Tristan Jari. And some of you will say, why not? And the answer is, honestly guys, Marc-Andre Fleury is not that good of a goaltender anymore. And besides, if Tristan Jari has one or two bad starts, all the little yinzers in Pittsburgh will be like, oh my God, put Fleury in. Oh my God, put Fleury in. He has to come in. Tristan Jari sucks. Why did they decide to keep Tristan Jari? Blah, 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 blah. It will be the same garbage that happened when Matt Murray took his job and then with Matt Murray had a really bad game, they would be like, oh yeah, Matt Murray sucks. Let's put in Mark andre Fleury. It's the same old garbage nonsense I really don't need to hear it and see it here again especially so Jim just say no like there seems to be just no coherent plan here going into free agency we really should not be stressed going into free agency tomorrow because there's not a lot of holes on this team you have your defense basically already most of your forwards are going to be healthy going into the season I mean except Zach aston Reese who's going to be out I think until February you have a need for a depth forward that's basically all you need to do why do you need to waste assets to go get a backup goaltender who is just a folk hero or whatever in Pittsburgh just to make some Little fans happy, some little 16 year old Penguins fans happy again, I guess I should say. So it's just no hard pass on that. But you know, I'll just touch on a few of these reasons here. Apparently, the coaches are wary of overworking Tristan Jari and what projects to be a, tw- a really weird 2021 schedule that could feature several stretches, three games, and four nights. That's why you have Casey DeSmith as your backup. He's perfectly capable of being the backup. So, again, it's not really something I care about. You have a backup goaltender player. Flory's preference is to start for his next club, which is why Minnesota and Carolina merge as their really preferred landing spots. So yeah, why would Marc-Andre Flory want to come back here anyway? He's not gonna be the starting goaltender. I really don't think the Penguins want to do a 1B, 1A, 1B tandem anyway, so whatever. They also said Flurry would make an exep- exception to, pl- again, play in Pittsburgh, and he has expressed a fondness for Jarry to several close friends. Again, I really don't give a shit. He- here's the kicker. Rutherford believes that former starter Matt Murray suffered by not having Flurry around, as was the case in Murray's first two seasons. He thinks Flurry remains a top-ten goaltender. Pfft, that's just, that's anything but. He's not a top-ten goaltender anymore. Look at the numbers that he's had last season. He's not a top-ten goalie in this league anymore, and he's only getting older, so that's just, that's a flat-out lie, Jim. And at the end, Rutherford believes Jari is likely to realize his full potential with Fleury as a mentor. So now we're bringing back Marc-Andre Fleury to mentor Tristan Jari, who's going to be making almost $4 million per season on a three-year deal. Wow, that just sounds even more stupid. So, I mean, just the reasoning behind this is just so awful and just make me want to pull my hair out right now. I'm sorry, guys, for ranting about this, but it's just... This makes no sense. You you know what your needs are. Marc-Andre Fleury is not a need. You don't need to bring him in. Have him go to Minnesota. Have him go to Carolina. Send him to New Jersey or something like that. Whatever. But hey, bringing him back to Pittsburgh, just no thanks. I'm not going to go into any of these more reasons that they put for Mark andre Fleury in this article because I really don't need to actually rip out my hair while I'm recording this. But um, some other stuff in here, um, as I just scroll down, let's, let's see here. Um, Rutherford anticipates waiting out the market when it opens Friday instead of, tar- instead of targeting players that are not signed after the first two or three days of free agency atop his wishes remains a third-line center. And league sources who have spoken to Rutherford says he favors a veteran for that role. Again, that's not surprising, though I still think they should put just Jared McCann for that whole season and let him ride... He's on a team-friendly deal. He makes $2.93 million per season. I'm perfectly fine with letting him ride as the third-line center and getting his shooting percentage back to where it was. At least it also says they expect Sam Poole to be getting every opportunity to make the opening night roster. Well, I would hope so. We all saw what happened with John Marino last training camp. Uh, I would say the odds of Pugh making this roster right now, it's going to be 50-50, I think. I'm starting to lean 60-40. I do think he's potentially going to be good enough to make this team out of training camp, especially if he impresses the coaching staff and the management. And now here's something interesting I hadn't really considered. While the Penguins love the blue line, don't be surprised if Tanev receives a promotion to the third line next season. Uh, That's a hard pass for me. He doesn't score enough to be on the third line. We all know how the Penguins won their three Stanley Cups. They had a third line that can score. Brandon Tana can't really score. He's elite at suppressing Saj. He's elite defensively in his own zone. That's why he gets paid $3.5 million for the next however many years, I think it's five at this point, to play on this team. You're not going to get a lot of offense out of them. I've seen the rumors that people want to get rid of them and go after another free agent. I get it, but honestly, should it always be the case that we're just shipping out players that are elite defensively And can still provide a little bit of offense. I definitely think there's a place for Tanev on this team. It's on the fourth line. Promoting him to the third line makes no sense. When the Penguins won their Cups in 2016 2017. Going back to 2009. They had very offensive third lines. Jordan Stahl. Hemming the third line 2009, 2016, 2017. Nick Benino, you had Carl Hagelin down there. Hell, you had Phil Kessel on your third line in 2016. And I'm not saying you need to go out and get a player like Phil Kessel to will be on your third line because they just don't have the cap space to do that. But getting players that are more offensively minded to play on your third line is one of the biggest priorities, if not the biggest priority, for Jim Rutherford in this free agency. You really don't need a defensive third line Hell, your fourth line can be your defensive line, whatever. I mean, Teddy Bluger, Zach Aston, Reese Brain, and Tana, that's a hell of a fourth line. They forecheck like fuck every single night. So, I mean, that's honestly your best bet. Just the last couple things before we get to our next commercial break. Um, apparently, they still like Chris Um, I know he's right-handed. He's not good defensively. I know this article says that he is. He's not. His defensive numbers have tanked these last couple seasons. And they do. They are right. Josh and Rob are right. They're, he would command around $5 million annually in the typical market. I know a lot of teams aren't going to be throwing as much money around tomorrow as in normal years, but I still think some team is going to sign Chris Tanner for way too much money, and it should not be the Penguins. On um, the last point, though, the Penguins are interested in adding a right-handed defenseman and a third-line presence. Whether it be at winger center, they seem slightly more inclined to add a forward at the moment because a forward will be cheaper. Well, yeah, no shit. I mean, a forward is also a bigger priority than getting a right-handed defenseman because you really shouldn't worry going into next season with Chad Ruedel being your number six defenseman. I think he's perfectly capable of that role. But if you want to upgrade over him, I've said so many times on this podcast, I really won't care. But that's basically the basis of this article from Rob Rossi and Josh Iohe. Again, folks... No need for Marc-Andre Fleury. Just stop this nonsense. Stop the homecoming crap. And I'm not dissing Rob and Josh here. I mean, they're both great reporters. They're just reporting on what they're hearing. But I'm mostly just yelling at Jim Rutherford here for hopefully not making this mistake in bringing back Marc-Andre Fleury into the fold. But before we get to the next segment and talk about another UFA winger that would be a great fit on this team next season, actually Jesse Marshall was tweeting about it earlier today and I 100% agreed with him. It's time to talk about... Built Bar. There's 18 amazing flavors, six new flavors, calmer Brownie, Cookies and Cream, Carrot Cake are three of them. They still have the 12 original flavors with peanut butter, banana bread, mint brownie as a few. The bars are covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft and easy to chew. They're healthy. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. They're low calorie, low sugar, high protein, and high fiber. One of my favorite flavors is still the Coconut and Almond. 18 grams of protein, 180 calories, 5 grams of sugar, and 5 grams of net carbs. There's also a limited release flavor for you all, the strawberry flavor it's so damn good. You can get 12% off your order through October 12th. It's partnered with Breast Cancer Angels, Huntsman Cancer Institute, living beyond, living beyond Breast Cancer. Built will match your donation to the organizations listed above up to $50 per order. Plus, 100% of the proteins from the Built Breast Cancer Awareness hoodie will go to these organizations to help support breast cancer patients and their families. But they've also reset the promo code for this relaunch. You can go to builtbar.com and use promo code locked on, and you'll get $10 off your next order. That's promo code locked on for $10 off at Builtbar.com. But and lastly, we do have to touch on rockauto.com. It's a family business serving auto part customers online for 20 years. You can go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. The catalog on the website is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand's specifications and prices you prefer. Best of all prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do it yourselves. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? You can go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. You can write locked on and their how did you hear about us box to the know we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. That is rockauto.com. And so, kicking off this, this short little uh segment for the third segment of the show, let's talk about a New York Rangers Ford who will be hitting the open market tomorrow and that is Jesper Fast made only 1.85 million against the cap last year 10 goals 26 points overall his skater score 80 in the 82nd percentile points 58th percentile second assists almost in the 80th percentile Um, Shot assists in the 74th percentile. His expected goals for is in the 62nd percentile. Expected goals against in the 86th. He is absolutely great. Defensively, his shot share is awesome. Shots against on ice expected goals for percentages over 50%. His on ice shooting percentage is over 70%. Gets good quality of teammates. I mean, this is a perfect Forward for the Penguins bottom six. I haven't said that about any of the other forwards that we have talked about on this podcast today and in recent days and in recent wings, but this would be the best fit for the Penguins third line, especially if they want it to be an offensive third line. You can put him on Jared McCann's wing. They would feast together. Foss is amazing defensively and he can chip in offensively too. So that would just be a dream signing for the Penguins, though. That's why I don't expect Jim Rutherford to do it because, well, he's just always been very bad in free agency, but it never hurts to have hope for a good, successful free agent signing, but who knows at this point. And obviously, the Penguins are not going to be major, major players tomorrow. No, everyone who listens to this podcast, they are not going to be getting Taylor Hall. They're not going to be getting Alex Petrangelo. They will not be getting Tory Krug. They will not be spending a lot of money on a Ford. It will be a very cheap depth option because they only have $4.7 in salary cap space to work with. And that's what happens when you are a team that spends up to the salary cap limit every single season. But that will do it for this episode of the Locked on Penguins podcast. We'll have another episode tomorrow detailing what the Penguins did or what they have not done in free agency yet. But you'll get all my thoughts on it here on tomorrow's episode. This is going to be fun, guys, so stick around. I hope you all have a wonderful rest of your Thursday, and we will talk again tomorrow.